The gods that once ruled Proxima shaped its nations a thousand years ago in the last war. The powerful artifacts they left behind have kept peace through the balance of power between nations. But power changes, and balance is delicate. Dangle! Dangle! Welcome to Dingles and Dangles, a Dungles and Dongles podcast. <laughs> to get us started, I'm going to give us a little recap of our first episode, in case you were a freak that didn't just listen to yeah. it. Yeah, you freak. Our party entered the halfling town of Clayborough, famous for its elemental hearth and monastery. Mendo, a halfling warlock on his way to the city of Babylex, where people are more open-minded about devil worship. Leafgem, a gnome druid seeking out information on the fire cultists who burnt her village down. And Polly, a shifter or cockroach man who came to visit an old family friend, Theo Crawley, from the Church of Holy Radiance. Our party all entered the Gilded Kiln and quickly realized that the town had been taken over by the Prickly Pear Gang, a group of roving desert bandits who had been conscripted and legitimized by the tyrannical Humane Confederation. Fearing for their lives, the party brutally massacred the gang members in and around the bar <laughs> with the help of the gold dragonborn barkeep, Breva, rescuing Theo and the town's mayor, Tomlin Stonetoe, who Leafgem knew when he was a boy growing up in her village of High Harvest. Mayor Tomlin noted that the town is usually protected by monks in the Ember Monastery, and the party traveled there to investigate their absence. It is here that we join them now. So you guys are have just entered the Ember Monastery. I've already described its beautiful construction, and at, and at its center, a hearth. Oh, will you do it again? No. Uh, and at its cent- But at its center is this hearth, uh, which... Uh, has legendary elemental fire that's shared by all nations. But rather than a raging elemental fire, you see weak flames just being prevented from dying, essentially smoldering in the center of the hearth. Uh, You see that the the hearth is completely surrounded by dozens of monks. It seems like the entire monastery is here praying to keep the elemental fire going. And the uh, leader of the church, an elven woman with silver eyebrows and a bald head with fiery orange eyes, looks up at you and welcomes your arrival. Finally, someone is here to help us. It doesn't matter. Fine. I'll ask, uh, what what's happened to the flame? I'm Bendo. Who are you? I should introduce. Yes, yes. She she greets you all with a warm smile as she seems to glide across the stone floor towards you all, and she says, "I am Sister Ember. I lead the monks here. Um, perhaps we could talk in another room." And she begins leading you guys uh, down an eastern corridor. Uh, you guys follow. Mm. Yeah, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with following strangers. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big old follower. I don't know if you've noticed yet. So you guys, Breva, Tomlin, and Theo, all follow uh, as a, as a big group. You guys are all kind of covered in blood and uh, other substances as you guys uh, head east into this hallway, and she begins to explain. Um, the flame has diminished. It is not by coincidence a few weeks ago a storm rolled in usually we are protected by storms because the flame itself isn't a an actual flame it's a portal to the elemental plane of fire the hearth mother the deity that we worship is the one that keeps it open and keeps our town protected from inclement weather but a storm broke through uh an unnatural storm broke through i should say and in this time our powers uh of flame were suppressed and remain suppressed um, it was at this time that a group of troglodytes, stinking of shit, all came in and th- they stole the ember bellows, the eternal ember bellows. They, these, these are the bellows that we use to keep open the portal to elemental fire. Um, when we were, we, we lost many of our monks, uh, they, they killed a lot of us and made off with the bellows, uh, covering their tracks with fire and smoke, uh, and we weren't able to. Does this have anything to do with that prickly pear gang? No, they, they showed up afterwards. It's, it seems as though uh, timing was just poor. What would a bunch of troglodytes want with a, with a holy relic? She looks at you and sighs, and she goes, That 
is a very good question. Troglodytes usually just seek out food. That's what they raid things for. But uh, I, I feel that someone else may have put them up to this. And this unnatural storm? That is a better question and one I do oh, not know ha. the answer to. Thank you. So, how many men are left? How many monks? So, uh, all the ones you saw in that room are all we have left. And um, as she's leading you guys down, you hear um, bickering occurring from a door that's in front of you guys. Uh, we actually have some emissaries here from other nations who uh, are here to receive some of the flame. We share it openly. The flame is for all. Um, uh, but uh, now there is scarcity of the fire and they don't know that um so we've just been keeping them placated in the guest quarters that i'm walking you to right now and uh they can't get the fire and they're getting angry and they don't know why and she opens the door and you see a dwarf is yelling at this uh, at this monk i came here because i need to power my forge now give me my flame and let me be on my way uh, do i recognize any of the emissaries as like other nobility people uh, there are only two in here. You see a a dwarf and a high elf. Uh, you do not recognize them. Okay. And they seem to be both yelling at one like like an intern monk. <laughs> it's just like, I understand your concerns, and we're getting we're working on it right now. <laughs> uh, and the yelling kind of continues, uh, and they both turn to Sister Ember, and they and they yell at her. We've always received our flame, and it's never taken this long. Something's going on. Uh, I turn to them and I say, well, you know how the bureaucratic process always, you know, uh, changes and molds and shifts. Uh, the dwarf looks at you, and who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, hi, I'm, I'm Polly Radswell of the of the Radswells. Uh... Oh, you're one of those fucking cockroaches. Uh, language, please. Y y yes. Yes, I am. Uh... I'll use whatever language I please. I am the Forge Setter, Lepkis. Oh, that, Lepkis, it's nice to meet you. Lepkis, and, Lep I, and I would speak with more respect. I am the Forge Setter for the Steel Dwarves, the most legendary craftsmen. And then you hear this elf go, legendary craftsmen. I am Ertian Krondias. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that one, sweetie. And my people, the elves of the high trees, are the finest craftsmen. We simply require a bit of your fire for our glass blowing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's a fucking shit show in here, guys. Oh, oh so, so you guys are upset because you can't do your arts and crafts. Arts and crafts! The steel dwarves make the finest weapons in all of Proxima. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just... Uh, Things are a little bit behind. I don't work here by any means, but I'm just saying. Then why am I talking to you? Uh, well, I would think. While all this I'm is going on, Mendo's to gonna wander. Mendo's gonna wander back to the the forge. <laughs> all right, Mendo, Mendo goes back to the uh, the hearth. Uh, hearth. Thank you. See, Sister Ember goes. Now, now, gentlemen, please, please in enjoy your tea and enjoy your cookies. Um, it, the Ember Mother. Her radiance comes and goes, and you guys have simply come at the end of a moon cycle. And uh, the intern monk goes, yeah, yes, yes, a moon cycle, a moon cycle. Uh, we just have to wait for the moon cycle then. <laughs> It'll just be uh, a couple more I days. I've been playing along a little bit. I say, oh, yes, I've read about this uh, when I was at university. And I look to the two two nobles. Uh, give me a deception check just to see big how. Old, big old smile on my face. Uh, that is a, a that is a seven. I'm smiling so hard. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's always a seven, and it's always a very hard smile. Uh, and, and they say, um, I don't give a damn about your moon cycles. We're preparing for war. Uh, and she's like, I'm sorry, gentlemen. You'll just have to be a bit patient. And uh, she closes the door as you guys are back in the original hallway. She goes, so you can see the question. situation. Yes. I have a uh, Miss Ember. Uh, so sweetheart, I, I'm a bit confused as to how you think we're going to help. How, in what way can we help? All of our monks here are working to keep the portal open as as thin as the barrier may be right now. Uh, what, what I would ask you to do is to, if you can, track down these 
troglodytes and return the bellows to us. If if that is what you are here to do, I... Um, well, truth be told, I actually sent... Uh, Theo came up here a few days ago and, and he offered the, to bring up any adventurers he found to to come and uh, engage in this quest. And you see Theo's like, oh, oh yeah, I might have forgotten to mention you guys that I was setting you up for a job. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theo, very clever. That's why I love you, Theo. Uh, Theo and the mayor uh, both turn to you and um, Theo says, uh, listen, Guys, I, I don't know how much I have to offer, and the mayor's like, We have very little to offer. Very, very little. <laughs> and uh, Theo says, But um, it really isn't about uh, just this town. If the flame goes out, and the dwarven forges can't get their fire, and the humans' engines elemental fire becomes a very scarce resource and when it comes to scarce resources wars are started right up until now the ember monastery has been able to share its resources so if it can't anymore it might be invaded by more people than just the prickly pear gang no i i i want to talk to ember on the side a little bit sister ember yeah my my town, High Harvest, I don't know if you heard of it, but a few weeks ago it was burned down. Uh, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a bit skeptical of fire elementals uh, in general. I, I, I Believe me, I get the use of fire, I do, but uh, do you think these troglodytes could lead me to the people who did this, or do you know any information about who might have done this? She... Looks off for a second, and like she's thinking, and she says, "Do you know if I I actually had not heard of the, I I had heard of High Harvest. I hadn't heard that it had burned. We have been very much secluded up in the monastery for the last few weeks. Um, but in terms of um, the destructive power of flame, I can tell you that the Ember Monastery and the Hearth Mother that we worship." Uh, are for fire as it applies to civilization fire is something that is used to cook it is something that sweetie i know how fire works yes yes. uh cool cool um wow i've never been spoken to like this but i guess you're over 400 years old it looks like (laughs) it's like a very short old lady shaking a cane at a very beautiful tall elf (laughs) yeah and she's also clearly like hundreds of years old but maybe not as many hundreds um, and uh, she says, I just wondered if you knew anything because I, he goes, I, I'm looking for justice and I'm not saying you know for sure who did it, but is there any details or anything that maybe these fire elemental cultists left that I could show her? Do I have anything? Um, you have the, um, the leaf of your, your stone skinned husband. <laughs> that, uh... Nothing like a symbol that these people. You certainly saw these fire cultists, and they were wearing a symbol that was like a a ball of flame with like a smile, like a like a toothy smile across it, essentially like a, like, a, like one of those sunshines that kids draw with like the sunglasses <laughs> and the smile. Yeah, it's, it was like that. It was exactly like that. An and evil happy like, sun. Yeah, it was an evil happy fireball. Um, oh, okay. Well. So, I'll help you, because I think, by I believe in restoring the balance of the elements in this world. Um, so, I, I will help you, but I, I, need, I need you to answer me one last question. What is a bellow? Bellows, it's like the, um, you know when you, uh, you, you it's, like the, it's like an accordion that blows out yep. air to keep a fire going? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I, I would know this as a rock gnome. This is you... Sam asking that, not not so much. <laughs> yeah, it's used in all of your steampunk stuff that gnomes build. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Polly also doesn't know what a bellow is, but he's not saying anything about it. <laughs> uh, she says, um, thank you for bringing the, that burning to my attention. High Harvest isn't far from here. It stands to reason that if fire cultists are burning down villages, they're gaining power that they might be 
bold enough to steal the bellows. They're certainly the only ones that would know how to use it for an evil purpose, uh, and they're certainly low enough to hire troglodytes. Um, but if, if, if the diminishing of our powers in the in the storm would also diminish their own, and it, ex it explains why they would need to hire outside help, I think that the group you're describing are probably the group responsible. Well, you can count me in. I will Thank help you. you find these bellows. Thank you so much. You don't know how much it means to us. What do you say, boys? I don't know if you heard that conversation at all. You guys, everyone's in the hallway. Yeah. Oh, Mendo's in the hearth. Oh, yeah. Mendo's in the hearth. They're all like yanking you out. <laughs> you can't go in there. <laughs> I just, there's a really important... It, I'm sorry. I love the warmth. Uh, I say, uh, well, you know, I... I, I I came out here because I wanted to get in tune with the issues of the little people, and you're quite little, so I'll help. I am. But that's um, not necessarily the reasoning I was looking for, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> um, and you guys all enter the hearth room. You see Mendo is being held back by two monks who are like, you, like you see the fire is like closing and closing because they're not praying right now. And uh, <laughs> Sister Ember just like grabs you by the nape of the neck. <laughs> it's like no, no, no. You can you can have fire when you get the bellows back if you want the fire. I, it's not that I want. I just mm, I know. No, what do you I'm want? Trying to explain it. Though. Who are you talking to? Nobody. Hi. There's a. Vo We've already I... met. Why are you saying hi to me? <laughs> I blanked out for a second. Fire is kind of hypnotic. What happened? We're um, going on an adventure, Mendo. I think what Mister Mendo here <laughs> is trying to say is that he is in for the adventure as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, sure. <laughs> let's let's do it well um i do appreciate it the last we saw them they were headed northeast into the sovereign desert um but the only place that they would be able to get water or take shelter there from the winds would be an oasis that's a, a couple of days out uh that would be your most likely place to find them we haven't been able to pursue because we've all had to stay here and we do have a sand skipper uh that we could loan out to you all if you promise to return it in excellent condition. Is it in excellent condition? It's in good condition, but we'd prefer you return it in excellent condition. <laughs> You're a funny one. Thank you. I'm, thank pretty, you. I'm pretty handy with tools, so I can see how I can fix it up. Well, it's, it's, it's been a pretty rough week, so I appreciate you guys liking my humor. <laughs> We've got, we all have to find our ways wherever we can. What's a sand skipper, both in and out of character? A, a sand skipper is, uh, you guys would uh, maybe even not know this, so if anyone wants to give me a history check, because you guys are desert people. I got a four. I got a three. Eighteen. Uh, Mendo, you know a... <laughs> all right, wait, first, Polly, you know a sand skipper is a uh is a racist term for your people yeah <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate i've been um i've been i've been trying to run through the etymology of where that comes from <laughs> in my head and i'm really trying not to make a big deal about it but mendo you know it's essentially a boat that travels on sand uh it's like a little a pontoon boat is that does that sound sound correct uh yeah, it's, sure i don't know uh like a little yeah just like a little flat uh like curved bottom boat, uh, large enough, uh, to, to hold, like, five people, uh, as you guys... She got that curved bottom boat. Okay. That's... Did he just <laughs> sing that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. He goes, yes, it actually is a curved bottom boat. I don't know what that song is, but, uh... <laughs> Sorry, oh, I, I, have... I say, very quietly, I say, hi, um, I, I, now I know it's a boat, but, um, you might want to pick a new word. Uh, just... I don't understand why you would want that. It's it's very hurtful, and I mean I understand like, it, but anyway, our intern will lead okay. you to it if you uh, follow him. <laughs> you see the intern. He goes, "Hey guys, I'm Travis. I'll be your uh, guide for the monastery today." Hello, hello, Travis. Sweet name. Intimidate. Are are you uh, are you part of the prickly pear gang? What'd you get? Finally, that's a twenty-three. Uh, he shits his pants. <laughs> no, no, I swear to God, no. <laughs> My name's just Travis. Uh, all right. <laughs> Mendo, please leave this poor boy alone. He's uh, obviously been just, through enough. We just killed four people named Travis's. I'm just saying, lately our Travis to villain ratio has been pretty high. It's probably <laughs> a common name in the area. <laughs> um, yes, uh, just Sister know, Ember says, I've, before I was Sister Ember, my name was Travis as well. <laughs> See? 
Uh, I look at the intern and square in the eye and go, I've got my eyes on you. Because I can see that Watch very it. clearly and I will not offend you. <laughs> she, he breaks eye contact immediately and turns around. Very well. I'm ready to go. Great. Uh, <laughs> very cheery at the end there. Uh, he, he leads you guys... Uh, down a uh, into the back of the monastery and down like uh, a seemingly an internal spiral staircase that's been cut into this rock and inside you see like there's like an underground kind of garage uh, area where there is a sand skipper uh, this large um, I grab him by the arm very gently and I say what if we called it a silica skimmer hmm? no <laughs> you call it whatever you want once you're on it, uh, and he hands you. But you're he, calling it okay. He says, uh, okay. "Mendo, you're the only one that knew what one of these was. You can take the um, and also you're the scariest, so you can take the sail if you so desire." Yes. Okay. He lifts the anchor, which is just a big rock on a pulley system, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, there's like one in each corner of the boat. He lifts them all. Travis, are, are you going to be coming with us on no, this journey? No, nah, sure I'm not. I have to go um, bring more cookies to the dwarves. Discuss things with the prickly. No. Okay. I'm not a prickly fair. My name is just Travis. Of course, of course. Well, thank you, sweetheart. I, I give him a, a candy. A caramel candy. <laughs> <laughs> you have hard candies? Uh, I'm a monk. I'm not, I'm not allowed to have this. <laughs> that sounds like something a prickly pair would say. I wink at him. <laughs> he goes, and put it in his hand anyway and close it in. Uh, he smiles um, and just turns around and walks away <laughs> leaving you guys alone in here for the first time you guys are alone together oh 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 well <laughs> you all walk away from each other <laughs> <laughs> well um, young men you have shown yourselves to be brave today and I appreciate that in a person because when hardships come our way sometimes it's it's easier to run than it is to fight but if you decide to stay and fight with me I'm sure we can bring joy and equality to this world this realm to Proxima you, uh -huh. you know I never knew my grandmother oh that's a t I, I'm so sorry to hear that I give him a caramel candy <gasps> This is like the single nicest thing that any maternal figure has ever done to, for me in my whole life. I give one to Mendo as well. You guys are my sweet boys. <laughs> and uh... So quickly, two weeks after your village is burned, you've already adopted your grandson. Well, I pop the candy in my mouth and jump in the, sh uh, the sand skimmer. Great. I'm just, I'm just holding it and looking at it. <laughs> Come on, let's get on the boat. Just... I, I tell him. The boat. As a heads up, I may or may not have a demon in me. Anyway, if we're ready to go, now's the time. That's fine. We all have our demons, Mendo. We all have our demons. I pat him on the head, even though he's slightly taller than I am. I'm being... Well, I, I walk on. I, I just think it's a cute I'm very curious how says. long you guys are going to ignore the blatant <laughs> Satanism <laughs> of this character. Just thought I should warn you to be polite. Anyway, I'm ready to go. Uh, I write down on, uh, on my notepad that I keep with me things to study, demon possession... And I'm gonna return to this later because I don't I don't know what I'm doing. And what is the item right above demon possession on that list? Nirvana album. <laughs> what was the thing that I didn't know about earlier? <laughs> uh, racial slurs. Oh, okay, yeah, I also wrote down racial slurs. Oh, that's a shame. Etymology of my people's. Um, uh, it's just it's coup the coup underlined a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really a political term you invented. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it is spelled like C-O-O. Coo the coo. Coo that coo. Alright, as you guys coo chant coo the coo. <laughs> coo the coo. Coo the coo. I'm so proud. Uh, it's like really I'm... catching on. Uh, Bendo, go ahead and, uh, or whoever would like, uh, you can give me... I guess an intelligence uh, land vehicles check if you if you have that proficiency. Oh, oh, you know what the hell? I do have like no, I don't have like. Oh, oh well, that dice is gone forever. All right, let's get the next one. For, Ooh, I've got myself a fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, you can fucking handle yourself on this thing. You're like, uh, you, you it takes you a minute, but you begin understanding the rigging and. Uh, you know, the sail, the sail catches wind. You have favorable wind right now, so it's at your back. Right. Uh, you guys start heading northeast into the Sovereign Desert. 
Uh, and it's this is a, a multiple day journey. So you guys spend uh, this first uh, evening and night. You guys are traveling. Uh, you guys can decide like what like when relatively you would like to take a break. If you guys are sleeping while on the boat, uh, you know stuff like that. Did we get directions? Northeast. <laughs> um, can I northeast towards an oasis? Okay. Um, you guys Our... have yeah. You, you guys uh, the intern um, left in and you can see it is on, on the boat is a uh, a few navigational charts that reveal this region of the sovereign desert, this uh, southwestern region of the sovereign desert. I say we do like a a, a montage scene of you know Polly maybe holding the the map and then realizing it's upside down. So then we go back the other way and the sand skipper. Yeah, it's a wide shot of the sand skipper going one way across and then back on the other <laughs> way I like to think it's also intercut with some fire campfires of us talking yes. and getting to know one another. Uh, can I can I do a history check to see if I remember anything from my schooling about when is the safest time to sleep in the sovereign desert? Absolutely. Go ahead and give me a survival or history check. Uh, it's both the same. That's a 15 from me. Uh, a 15? You know that it's best to travel in the um, early morning hours, like a few hours before sunrise. Uh, until like a few hours after, like that eight-hour period is probably the best. Yeah, I communicate that, and I, I come on, it'll be great. We could we could tan. I say with a a huge permanent sunburn across my face. <laughs> Darling, I don't know if you know exactly what a tan means, but you don't seem oh. like the tanning type. Oh, this isn't from the sun. This is from my God. Well, we're huh. we're all born unique ways and special in our own way. Uh, and as own way. On the way, plays over this montage. Uh, you guys uh, <laughs> uh, do get a long rest in, so you can mark off. Uh, oh, you guys can get a hit dice back and all those good things. Uh, all your spell slots recover. You get back to full health, all that stuff. Um, but on the early on your second day of travel, uh, you guys are moving on along. Uh, sucking on some candies, moving right along, eating some lizard meat, maybe, uh, and and mm. uh, you you. I feel like I'm telling stories about how Figus, my husband and I, my husband Figus Bilver and I met, and our courtship over the years. I'm feeling very Hemingway. I'm like living the rough life, but not really. <laughs> You're like on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the desert, and then uh, there was a shark. I don't know. Uh, and, uh, you gave up on that so quickly. <laughs> the, the old woman in the sea is what I was going for. Well, you don't want him to talk longer as Hemingway. <laughs> it might be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, early in the second day of y'all's travels, uh, Mendo, you're you're driving this bad boy. Give me a perception check. Where's the dice I have left? <laughs> I'm currently knitting. Great. Uh, a, a scarf. So, oh, okay, two. So I'm staring right into that hot great. spot. Um, <laughs> everything's fine, you know, you're good. You're chilling. <laughs> uh, it's a nice day, everybody. It's a kind of day. Full steam ahead. Nice and uh, you feel the boat, though, the rest of you feel this, certainly with your passive perceptions, uh, the boat begins to slow. And it, it, even though the wind is at the same speed, it gets sluggish. It begins to get sluggish. Hmm. Did you remember to fill up on fuel? <laughs> On what? <laughs> <laughs> on sun fuel? Isn't this like a solar powered? It's fully a sailboat. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're just like knitting. You're like, isn't this a solar powered Tesla? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Uh, Mendo, darling, why have we slowed down? Yeah. Have we? Um. And uh, as you uh, say that, uh, you feel the boat begin to rock side to side a little bit. And you look around and you see the sand here is significantly darker than the sand you were traveling in earlier. And it seems to be just uh, like, like almost like the entire thing is wet sand. It seems to be like a muddy sand that's slowing you all down. Um, excuse me, young, young dungeon master, are you trying to say this is quicksand? <laughs> trying to say it's muddy sand. Uh, sounds like uh, slow sand. I, I yes, said exactly man. what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that Leaf Jim talks to me as a young man. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, 
But you guys, yeah, begin feeling rocking side to side, and suddenly you see a worm bursts out of the sand east of the boat to y'all's right, and just, this thing is humongous. This thing is large, let me tell you, large as a monster classification. Did we feel any tremors beforehand? Oh, you felt tremors. (laughs) (laughs) You almost, and also dunes are on the horizon. (laughs) Uh, uh, Sand worms... Something, something, Beetlejuice. Uh, Arrakis, you guys are on, uh, uh, you guys are dealing with a worm, big old worm, trying to get up uh, on your boat, it's trying to get onto the boat, this thing. Uh, everyone, go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, she got a one. Leave Jim likes to sit back and kind of figure out. You are knitting. I guess I'd better do something about this giant worm. Uh, I got a 19. Okay. Uh, uh, 20 total. 20 total. Alright, uh, Mendo. Uh, hey, that's the same initiative order. Uh, Mendo, that is you, uh, <laughs> first, you are looking over the side of the boat where this worm burst free. Its body is probably, like, 15 feet away from you physically. Um, but it is bursting up and seems to about to, like, land on the boat. Uh, <laughs> I know I've slowed down. Is there a way to, uh, gun it? That I know of. <laughs> you can also serpentine, like like veer away. Right, so you're gonna me. stay on the controls, basically. Yes. Uh, great. Uh, you try, uh, you can give me an intelligence check, uh, just a raw intelligence oh check to try and figure out a way to maybe open up the sails a bit, uh, catch the wind a little bit. Not my strongest suit here. Ooh, but that's not bad. Fourteen. Fourteen. You know how to. Um, Keep it going. <laughs> then I'm going to veer. At the very least, I figured out how to veer away right, at this point. You veer away. Uh, you guys start heading uh, left, uh, you know, angled left away from this worm. Um, and I'll say on your turn, when you control it, the boat uh, will move. So your boat, with a 14, your your boat moves uh, 30 feet. That is going to be the Polly's turn. Polly's turn. Okay, uh, so about how far off is the is the verm right now? It's thirty feet behind the boat. I'll say, um, you know, you know, you can easily travel to the back of the boat. It's is it on is it on the boat that I can still walk no, to it? It's thirty feet behind the boat, but you can walk to the uh, back if you want to be within thirty feet. Got it. Okay, so I'm gonna walk to the back of the boat. I'm definitely gonna take the make sure that I'm between everybody, uh, about as far off as I can, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hurl a big old javelin at that dude. Uh, you hurl a javelin, <laughs> uh, perfect collegiate form. You uh, <laughs> uh, take hold of this javelin and let it go. Go ahead and make your attack roll. I was varsity javelin my junior year. Make your attack uh, roll. But then I had, but then I made a, uh, <laughs> I got tendonitis and. Uh, make your attack roll. You're yelling this at the worm. <laughs> I could, I could have been varsity. <laughs> <laughs> and in that spirit, I got a seven. A seven does not hit the. Are you smiling real big? Uh, yeah, your javelin sinks into the sand. I'm I'm not even looking at the worm. I'm looking at you being like, see, watch, I was so good. Watch this, guys. <laughs> uh, and it fully doesn't work. Uh, you, any bonus actions, no anything skill. like that? I'll watch when we're not dead. Anything you like to do, Polly? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and uh, crunchy crunch into a cockroach man. All right, you crispity crunchity your way into cockroach <laughs> man. Uh, you see... Um, Twinkie, your pet cockroach, uh, squeals with glee. Skitter! <laughs> you turn into a cockroach. It loves it. You smell just like him. I say, I say, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. See, Twinkie? <laughs> you like Skitter! Uh, and then with that, it is Leaf Jim's turn. <laughs> I'm doing it. Well, Leaf Jim is just trying to figure out exactly what the best course of action would be. She wants to make sure her boys are okay. Um... <laughs> And, uh, All this boys talk. <laughs> she is going to, uh, as in my bonus action, I'm going to uh, use my shillelagh, my cantrip. It's 30 feet behind the boat. It's 30 feet behind the oh, boat. Oh, I'm, I'm still going to shillelagh, because why not? Why not? Uh, <laughs> why not at this point? Um, well, shit, what can I do with it? <laughs> edit that out, because uh, <laughs> Jim disagrees. <laughs> Well, shoot, what can I do to hit this I, worm? I like the idea that she does when she's pushed hard enough. Like, giant worm coming at you and all she's got is a stick. It's like, well, shit. 
Yeah, um, you say it under your breath so the boys don't hear. <laughs> you can also prepare a reaction so that if the thing, this thing gets close enough, you take a swing at it. That's a thing you can do. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. My shillelagh ready. I'm gonna prepare to hit it. Uh, great. You move to the back of the boat alongside Polly so you can take a swing at this thing if it gives chase. And it does. It moves 30 feet, uh, swimming and uh, diving in and out of the sand as it uh, chases after your boat. It gets all up on the back of it and moves in on Polly, but Leaf Jim is there to take her reaction. Go ahead and make your attack, Leaf Jim. Oh, it was a nat 20. That's a nat 20, baby! Nat 20! Fuck that warm up! That's our first crit, y'all. All right, so please roll your, uh, you roll 2d8, and then add your wisdom one time. Uh, that's gonna be an 11. Uh, yeah, you deal a nasty 11 damage. <laughs> Get away from here! <laughs> Shoot! Scram! Scram! Uh, yeah, you, you, you just <laughs> clean, I mean, worms don't really have faces, but if it did, man, you would have clocked this worm in the jaw. <laughs> As, did yeah. it just have teeth? It's uh, it does open up. It is like straight up a fucking dune worm, and, <laughs> but smaller. It's 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 like um maybe uh, twelve to fifteen feet long. Not massive, you know, uh, but you know too big for a worm to legally be. And uh, you <laughs> bat it away, but it's still it rears back. But then you know it's like oh wait, I'm a worm and I don't have bones. And then it uh, attempts to uh, wrap its wormy neck and head around Polly. Does an 18 hit you? I uh, know I have a 19 right now because I am a cockroach man. <sighs> oh cockroach shit. Man. Uh, it goes to wrap itself around you to like crush you, and you straight up uh, cockroaches can flatten themselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you just become paper thin and paper Mario your way out of this cockroach. I'm real chitiny, guys. Uh, and you left and right. slip away from its grasp it doesn't get anything on you uh, that is now uh, Mendo's turn uh, free action shot back how we doing <laughs> fine I smacked him in the face fair enough uh, I'm going to attempt to launch me a good eldritch bolt and it's like basically turn shoot one then turn back and grab the control cool. uh, I'll say you can make an attempt to like go faster with your action or you can attack and like stay the course with a free or like a bonus action you can stay the course uh, I'm gonna attack and stay Great. the course uh, Eldritch Blast on the worm go ahead and make the attack roll oh god six fully hit sand I mean it's hard to drive it's, and shoot at the same time it is you know I've got I'm, and I just learned how to drive this thing. It's my third day. Uh, but you do use your bonus action to stay the course, and the boat does move 30 feet forward out of the range of this worm. But that is now uh, Polly's turn. And now we are 30 feet away. Cool. Uh, I'm going to throw another javelin then. Say, you got this, my my sweet boy. Oh, I feel I feel that uh, the good parental energy that I've never felt before. And... Uh, that is a 14 throwing the javelin. 14 hits this big worm. It's not wearing blade armor, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, that's a six, baby. Okay, what's the total damage? Uh, and then I'm going to smite. Cool. For 12. 12 damage with my javelin. Uh, great, and you added your strength to that, yeah? Oh, do I? I don't think I get... Javelin, uh, you can use strength on throwing weapon. Okay, so then that'll be plus three. So then that's 15. 15 solid damage. You guys see Polly makes up for his uh, horrendous throw previously. But, I knew you could do it. But, what a JV throw. Uh, he oh. plants his cockroach feet, and, uh, takes on a perfect javelin throwing form, throws it clean through, and it blows up with divine radiance as it hits this worm. Uh, uh, it pins it to the desert sand for a second but of course you can't pin anything to sand and it begins uh, <laughs> writhing what but, a ridiculous thing to say but it's got a javelin in it now uh it's stuck inside the worm that is now leaf jim's turn if you are done polly leaf jim uh, i am i mean i am great <laughs> i feel like i i got a good clock on it and i saw mendo chat trying to shoot and uh, I, I just, just kind of throw one on Eldritch Bolt over I'm his gonna shoulder. go and relieve him of his driving duties and I'm <laughs> despite me trying to have dr drive earlier it's fine we're in the middle of the desert I'm not gonna hit anything right? <laughs> yeah. Mendo uh, you see your grandma's trying to drive <laughs> what do you say to her 
It depends. Do we have like an apple box nearby she can stand on? Um, yeah, you guys have an apple I box. I can see through the wheel. Um, uh, uh, here. I, I'm gonna like put down my backpack as I stand on this and I'll go back and I'll switch places with her. Uh, great. Uh, you switch places. I'll say, um. I'll, if it's, if it's free action enough, I'll just like, okay, this steers, that's fast. And oh, turn yes. around. So, Leaf Jim, okay. if you want to make the intelligence check, you can, and that will allow you. And I'll say, I'll allow a wisdom survival check, I'll say, uh, uh, if you'd like to use that instead. That will allow you to um, uh, speed up the boat, and the boat will move at the top of initiative, right when Mendo moves. Uh, it's going to be a 13. 13, you maintain the speed. You do not lose any speed, though, which can happen on a nasty, nasty failure. All right, that's Leaf Jim's turn. And that is the worm. The worm, uh, javelin in it, is going to gun 30 feet forward, catching up at the back of the boat, and attempt to snatch Polly off the back one more time. It's a natural 19, plus 6, that's a 25. Mm. That hits. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oof, 12 bludgeoning damage as it wraps itself around Polly and... (laughs) crushes him. You see a little bit of white juice comes out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And you are grappled, Polly. You are also restrained. Uh, I'm going to give you the specifics on the restrained condition. Uh, Restrained. Restrained creature's speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against you have advantage and your attack rolls have disadvantage and you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. So keep all those things in mind. You have disadvantage and things have advantage against you. Uh, all you are restrained as this thing constricts around you, this 15-foot-long worm. Um, that is going to be... Is it on the boat, it, though? It, is, it has reached up to the boat, grabbed Polly, grappled him. The boat continues to move forward without Polly on it, 30 feet. Mendo, that is your turn. Oh, God. I, I don't... Leaf Jim doesn't know that any of this is going... What's going on back there? Oh, yeah, that's the first thing I'll shout is... Uh, uh, Cockroach, turn the boat around. And, uh, yeah, Eldritch Bolt. Uh, go ahead and make that attack roll. For Polly. Better. Let's see, it's a 16. 16 does hit this big worm with no armor. 10 total. Uh, 10 damage. All right, this worm is looking hurt. You scorch a couple of, uh, spots on the worm as you blast out with your fiery Eldritch Blast. Does that end your turn? Uh, b- b- and I'm still shouting at Grandma as high, loud as I can, because I know she doesn't hear that great. She's on in years. Wait, Polly, that is your turn. You are restrained. Okay, uh, so is there any way that I can try and break restraint? Is that a... Yeah, you can, uh, you can absolutely attempt to escape with athletics. Athletics. I'm going to do that, then. I'm going to try and try break to the restraint. the skin of this worm away from you so you can skitter free. I say, you're not a bug. I'm a bug. What is this hierarchy? And, and, Wait, what? And that's a then that's a ten. A ten to hit uh, or a ten to escape? Uh, yeah. Fails. You you fail to escape. That is your action. Okay. Uh, Any bonus action? Then, then uh, I spend my uh, the rest of my turn just really coming up with every sort of bug bug pun that I can think of. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you want to care a piece of me? That is going to be. Leaf Jim's turn. This is Manda bullshit. Well, uh, I am uh, turning the thing around so we can go pick up Polly. Great. Go ahead and give me a survival check. That's going to be an 11. An 11. Uh, you successfully turn the boat around, but you only make it 15 feet back to Polly. Uh, it, it takes up a lot of the boat's movement to turn. So uh, you guys are now 15 feet away from Polly and the worm. Hey, I, I've seen that romantic comedy. Polly and the worm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you end up getting killed, Polly, we'll just uh, do that as a spin-off. <laughs> um, I'm feeling vague romance when I'm in my uh, my cockroach form for this bug monster. <laughs> uh, that is going to be the worm who's trying to bite Polly. He has advantage. An 18 to hit. That misses. It does. Wow. That's good to be a roach. Uh, <laughs> that's all it can do. That's good to be a uh, roach. I said something along the lines of like, you can't even up roach this. I'm running out of puns at this point. Yeah, uh, episode two. <laughs> uh, that is... Well, we peaked. We peaked with one episode. Uh, that's, oh man. 
I sure hope not. Uh, <laughs> that is going to be back up to the top. Uh, the uh, top of the round, you guys are still 15 feet away. That is Mendo's turn. Eldritch Blast! Blast him. Go ahead and roll the attack roll. Oh, no. 14. 14 still hits this wormy, wormy boy. Kablammy, kablammy, blams. And once again, I do a good solid, just making sure, 10. Another 10 damage. This worm is looking like it's very hurt. Keep her steady! Jam, jam. I got it. Holly. Okay, uh, I'm going to try and uh, break out again. Break out again. Also always breaking out. No, yeah, because I feel like you're a very young boy. With bad bad hygiene. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that, that's a nine. You again fail. You use your action and fail to escape. Any bonus actions? Uh... No. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Leaf Jim. You can, uh, now that you're headed, you're pointed towards the thing, so you can use an action on something else if you'd like to use your bonus action to hold steady. Okay, yes. I I yell out to the boy, we're coming for you, Polly. Just so he feels assur- rest assured that we are coming for him. I feel so nice. I'll say if that. you want to, if you don't have like a ranged thing that you want to use, you can use your action to try and aim the boat and ram the worm. Well, yes. Yes, I would like to do that. All right, give me that survival check. Well, will it hurt Polly? <laughs> How wrapped up uh, is he? Oh, no, he's encased, he's encased in worm. It won't hurt Polly. Mm, tasty. Wait, what am I rolling? Uh, a survival check. <clears throat> That's going to be 15. 15, you can definitely aim this thing straight for the worm. <laughs> that is the worm's turn, though. Before the boat does ram him, he's going to take it to another bite out of Polly with advantage. That's a natural 17 with advantage, so 23 plus. And it's going to hit you for 7 piercing damage. Really? Is that, does that hit me any different, or is it still... It's just piercing, unless you have uh, some kind of resistance to piercing. Nope. Uh, and that is going to end the worm's turn, but now on the boat's turn, it full speed ahead rams into the worm. <laughs> I'm going to say for... Hmm, it's a decent-sized boat. I'm going to say for 3d6, if you'd like to roll that leaf gem. Of course. 3d6 damage. Oh. Do we need to make any kind of dex like save reflexes? Those on the boat should go ahead and give me dex saves or be knocked prone. <laughs> Five. Uh, yeah. Uh, you are knocked prone, Mendo, but you managed to stay on the boat. It's got like high railings and stuff like that. <laughs> this is right after shouting like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop! <laughs> uh, so the boat damage is going to be 11. And nice. uh, uh, my dex was a seven roll. Uh, great, you are also knocked prone as the boat, you see, you guys see the sand skipper, no offense, is fully plows into this worm. Uh, it uh, knocks it in the worm head. <laughs> uh, the gizzard? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, sure, I don't, I don't know. The cerebral ganglia? You know, to be a dungeon master, you gotta, love, you gotta know architecture, you gotta know history, you gotta know worm anatomy. Mm-hmm. Not easy. <laughs> uh, it's not easy. It's in only... one of its heart chambers. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit it right in the sternum, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the one thing is the worm definitely doesn't have. <laughs> right in the sternum. Uh, you know, that uh, the sternum, it's that weird, like, slightly thicker part of the worm that you yeah, always see. You hit the, like the, the thick like... worm, but, like, someone looks like it taped the worm. Uh, yeah, the turtleneck. It's, it's a gizzard. <laughs> All right, you hit the gizzard, fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this thing, it, like bursts open. This thing is on death's door, bleeding out its worm blood. And it, it goes, my name is Travis! <laughs> <laughs> As it begins bleeding out. Uh, but it is, it is still alive, but in its weakened state. Polly, you can give me a free athletics check to escape it. Oh, okay, give me that. Give me that free athletics check. That's gonna be a 14. <sighs> that is just not enough. <laughs> As I'm yours. pushing so hard. It's You're smiling with such strength. I'm just trying. Oh, man. I'm, the smile has turned into a grimace. That is uh, now Mendo, Mendo's turn. You're prone. You can use half your speed to step back up. Let's do it. All right, you use... Um, I'm going to stand up, kind of get my feet going. What? Why? 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 And, I, I and, yell from on the floor. 
It was worth it. You got. You guys are now just <laughs> past the worm, like five feet away from it. And what action can I take now that I'm? Uh, You're free. You can do whatever you want. Do I? Am I able to throw a, a final? L I can see it's still breathing. Oh right? yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Polly is still being crushed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, Eldritch Bolt. All right. You blast it again. <sighs> Eleven. You just glance off of the worm. Still dizzy, not feeling up to 100% because we just rammed a worm. But you hit some sand and it turns into beautiful glass. Oh, well, that's a, well, if our friend dies, we can make him. We can make former friendship bracelets out of all this glass I just that's made. Polly, Polly, you're in this worm. You can't attack with disadvantage, and this thing's on death. I was storm. about to. I was about to ask. I'm going to attack with disadvantage, baby. Right. All right, that's a 14. Ooh. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a fourteen. Fourteen hits. Yeah, baby. Okay, finally, finally something's working. <laughs> uh, and this is with my flail, so I'm like really like shoving my arm out of the worm, flailing, and then flailing into it. Uh, mm -hmm. That's gonna be three, and then I'm going to smite as well. Six, three plus. Oh wait, I'll I'll get you the whole number in a second. Yeah. That's gonna be seventeen damage. Okay. So you guys see, Polly, you, you guys ram the boat into the war. You get hey, Whoa, 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 not you guys. Sorry. That was me. <laughs> Leaf Jim rams the boat into the worm. You guys hop over it, and with the hop causing Mendo to miss his last shot as the worm burrows down. It has Polly, like a hibachi onion volcano, has <laughs> Polly in its wrappings, goes down to consume him. Finally, you think Polly is dead. You see an explosion of radiant light and worm blood as Polly bursts free from the worm, tearing it open and fully killing it in the process. The combat is over. I scream, this part's the gizzard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on at DingDangPod on all social media or send us an email at DingDangPod at gmail.com.